Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Tennis Tea and today I have a probably a long podcast for you guys because I've been away for so long. So grab your cuppers and let's get straight into it. Firstly, I do have to apologize for being away for so long. I was checking on my anchor datas and the last time I uploaded a podcast was the 6th of March and that is literally like two months ago. So that's really bad and I apologize. I've missed out on so much stuff, but it's I am in currently I'm in my last year of university for my bachelor's. So there's a lot of stuff to do and there's a lot of work that needs to be done and there was no time for podcasting. I was trying to stay as active as possible on Twitter and Instagram and obviously it I don't know if you guys saw that. If you guys are not following, please do follow. That's probably where I post the most stuff. If I'm not podcasting or when I have breaks when I can't podcast, I'll probably be more active on them. So yeah, check out the links in the description and follow the accounts so you guys stay up to date and you'll never miss out basically. So the plan for the next couple of weeks and obviously we know in May we have the French Open and then straight into Wimbledon so I've got a packed schedule for that and I'll probably be more focusing on the big tournaments so there's probably going to be a podcast for the French Open draw reaction and maybe a final podcast about that how everything went what were the dramas it will depend the number of podcasts at the moment is just two based on the French Open but it depends if there's a lot of drama and I need to do a middle of the week one. So that will depend. There might be three or there might just be two. Obviously, moving into the grass, I will have a podcast for Queens. Or if they have like the like if they have the Masters with both the men and the women, I will probably cover that one. Just because it's easier as we get all sides. And then I'll do the Wimbledon draw reaction. And just like with the French Open, there'll probably be an end of tournament recap for that one or a middle of the week recap and the tournament recap depending on the dramas and the situation that happens because tennis is unpredictable we don't know what's going to happen and I can't predict whether there's going to be no drama or not or if it's going to be boring or not so it just depends if you guys don't see anything please don't be alarmed I will be trying to post as much as I can on social media if there's no podcasts anyway that's not going to happen I'm going to make this work and we're going to get to it so today I have we've got two sections since I missed out a lot and a lot has been happening both on Instagram and on the court so I asked you guys you guys did a poll you guys wanted to see a lot more Instagram tea so I've got that for you and you guys wanted to see some draw reactions as well and as we know Madrid is starting on Monday this podcast is out the day Madrid starts so that's going to be exciting so you guys can listen to this get your thoughts together and then also go and check out the live matches, which I'm hopefully going to be watching if my streams work. But we shall see about that. Um, yeah, so let's start with the tea. Grab your cuppers. There's a lot of tea that has been going on. And since I was busy, my relief was going on Instagram and seeing what these tennis players were up to. So firstly, Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios... It, I felt like he like he said nothing about tennis for a couple of months so after the Sunshine Double. He was back home in Australia and he was playing a lot of basketball and doing a lot of gaming. And I was like, has he retired? Is he injured? I wasn't quite sure what the situation was. 
but he's back. He is in Madrid at the moment. But the main thing I noticed was he was hitting on a particular young lady in the WTA tour, Amanda Anisimanova. She is 18 years old and Nick Kyrgios is 23 years old. There's nothing wrong with that. We're seeing Stan and Donna. Donna was 16, Stan is 30. Was 30. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. However, I just find it very weird. I think it's weird. I think it's a bit odd, but you know what? You do you, sir. You get your girl. He is broken up with Alaya Tomlanovic. She is living her best life. I love her Instagram stories. They're so funny, and she's a great person, and she's also good at tennis as well, so good luck with her. She's had a better run since they broke up. No tea, no shade, but like breaking up with Nick did her well because I'm seeing her a lot more often. She's winning a lot more matches. Hopefully she gets a couple of titles this year. We don't know. We we wish her all the best, but Nick Kyrgios, yeah, that's what's been happening with him. He's been shooting his multiple shots to Amanda, who has been, you know, on her page, he features quite a bit and they tag each other and stuff. So it's a bit interesting. Maybe there is something there. Maybe that's a relationship. I don't know. Or maybe they're just friends. I don't know. I want your opinion on that. What do you guys think of it? I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, she's too young for you, mate. Like, no, just stay friends and all that response on Twitter. But I don't know. Some people are vibing this. The other one, the other relationship that is potentially brewing, we're not sure about, but I'm on the fence, is Tsitsipas and Sakaria, Maria Sakaria. A lot of people have said they're dating, but I believe it's just a country, like a fellow countryman kind of vibes, like they're really close friends since they're both from Greece. However, that is because, mainly I say this because I am more on the side of Stefanos and Naomi. I am very much pro that relationship. If you guys missed out on Naomi's first live, she actually went live with Stephanos, and it was the most awkward, funniest conversation I've heard in the longest time. It was like speed, like those awkward speed dates. That is exactly what they were doing, but for the whole world to see. So that's why I'm very pro their relationship, because they're both very awkward, but Naomi's a little bit more sociable in that sense and Stephanos is very like hard with his personality and with his life and doing his own thing so they're very weird but when they do come together I think it's awesome she has been talking well she's been asked about him once in her press conferences and I will leave a link to that or I will share that I think I've shared it on Twitter before but you guys can just check that out and find it for yourself it's quite amazing it's quite funny and you know their relationship they she's she says they're just friends and they do talk a bit but I think you know there could be something a little bit more there but you know but if he is with Maria Sakaria then I'm happy for Steph but I don't know we'll see when it comes to the French Open and stuff will they play mixed doubles mm, they're both Stefanos is doing quite well in Estrel he's in the final so potentially, and Maria just won her final in wherever she was playing. So they could, they're both really good clay quarters. So mm, mm, don't not sure about that. They could play mixed doubles or both of them might focus on their um, singles. But we don't know. We'll see. Next one is Jack Sock. Jack, Mr. Sock, who talks a lot about how doubles is not a career, how it's not fair, how his achievements are not great. Well, sir, you're not that good at singles, so live what you've got, okay? Do you, and if it's not tennis, then stop entirely. And he seems to have taken that advice that we gave him when he was talking at the Australian Open. He, on his Instagram, I have not seen him once with a tennis racket 
at the tennis courts showing us any practice videos. I do not know if he's injured. I do not care if he's injured. I do not care if he's coming back. However, I do, and I am getting entirely sick of, seeing him and his girlfriend traveling around. And I do not care. I don't care for it. I don't really understand it. And I'm pretty sure the last time we talked about Jack Salk, we were talking about him dating, him breaking up with Katie Butler. And then... So in the past year and a bit, he's had three. This is his third girlfriend. Because he started off dating that all-American Michaela, blah, blah, blah. Then he was on to Katie Butler. And that was in the middle of last year to end of this year, beginning of this year, I would say. And now he's on to this Miss Universe, Miss America. I don't know who she is. She's giving me those vibes. Miss Universe girl vibes. Very blonde, Texan Kentucky, whatever, wherever she's from, those types of vibes, and yeah, it is, it's annoying me, it's burning my eyes, and I'm, I actually thought he was retired, I've, if you guys have seen my tweet, I did ask, has Jack Sock retired, because there's been no sign of tennis at all, besides for the packages he shows and unboxes, I guess you can say, on his Instagram story from Nike and fellow supporters, I have not seen anything about it and he kind of like him and Nick were doing kind of the same thing so I was like oh surely he'll post something about oh we're going to Madrid he's on the plane there's tennis but nope nothing nada so yeah it's funny because he's kind of turned into one of those Instagram boyfriends or whatever no like a like a social influencer he's just posting a lot of pictures and it's kind of like oh I get it you're happy and you got a girlfriend but like also you have a job that is not this. So, you know what? I do want to see him back on the court, but I want to see him back on the court getting completely annihilated and pummeled so that he realized, oh, actually, I need to pick my shit up and stop doing all this nonsense and get back to what I'm good at because he is a good player and I feel like he's wasting his talent. And let's be real, he is wasting his talent. He had the potential, he was a top 10 player at some point, like two years ago, where he made it to London and he played at the World Tour Finals. So I think he needs to pick up his shit and, excuse my language, we're getting real passionate, but I was a Jack Sock fan and now I'm not. And I kind of, it's kind of sad to see him diminish and just lose his career and not care about it as much. But you know, that's his life. He, you do you, sir. And happy news to the woman's tennis side of things. Um, Caroline Wozniacki, she had her bachelorette weekend, so I'm not sure when the wedding is, but I'm pre- it might be after, uh, what is it, the French Open, could be potentially after that, or after Wimbledon, I'm not quite sure when it is, but I'm excited, I was seeing on her story, we saw Serena Williams was there, a lot of her other friends were there, and they went to some of the islands, Bahamas, I'm not sure, some tropical island, which looked really nice, so they had fun for that, along with some wedding news, congratulations, a major congratulations to Salone Stevens, who is engaged to footballer, Canadian footballer boyfriend, Jose, Josie Altidore, sorry, I completely butchered his name, Josie Altidore, he plays for Toronto FC, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned him before, when we, when I did my last Instagram update, I talked about how she was dating this guy and they've been really cozy and it's just really good and I was happy for her and I'm extremely happy for her. She hasn't had 
great luck. She dated Daxoc. Let's put it that way. So she wasn't she wasn't the luckiest, but now she's happily engaged, and I'm so excited for her, and I'm so happy for her. And she's also been doing amazing at tennis. So we wish her all the best for that, and also in the upcoming clay season. The other relationship news was Donna Vichik and Stan Wawrinka have broken up. It seemed. I saw that people were talking about how they stopped following each other on social media entirely and that but it doesn't but they don't give the effect of like a broken up couple I think they haven't posted anything together I haven't seen any photos of them together recently or anything like that but they're both extremely happy I think it was a mutual breakup I would say none of them look heartbroken no one's posting any shady um me not shady memes but shady quotes or anything like that they're both really happy they're both living their life Donna is looking fabulous Stan is looking fabulous and I think it was mutual and you know what they were a good couple but you know people grow out of love with each other and that's totally fine that's all good the other person who seems to have broken up with a significant other and I'm not sure about this and the Sasha fans will probably hound me for talking about him and Olga but you know what I think they've broken up I'm not sure she did post a birthday message for him I don't know what's going on I'm not I, I don't really care about his relationship however I do want to shout out to Sasha because I did see a photo of you looking quite good your outfit was very put together I think it was at the Budapest players party he looked very put together and I was like he's learning he's he's definitely improving however about Sasha is he's having a very tough time not really his dad is unwell if you guys did not know his dad I haven't seen his dad on the tour with him for a couple of months I think since Monte Carlo his dad isn't well so that's happening and he's obviously still got his team with Ivan Lindell and everyone else but obviously since the beginning of the year at Australian Open he hasn't been playing very well he hasn't defended his titles as you can say and obviously going into Madrid he won that and and Mont not Monte Carlo and Budapest where he lost in the second round so it hasn't been looking good but hopefully he picks it up and he gets together. So yeah, let's move on to Madrid. Madrid, I'm so excited at the La Caja Mahica, which is going to be super exciting. I love Madrid. I've never been, but they've got a lot going on this year with Madrid. This one, Matua Madrid. Then they've got the end of year Davis Cup and Valenciano Lopez I'm pretty sure he is the new tournament director for this for the master for this Masters 1000 so congratulations to him he's been doing a great job he's been really going out there posting quite a bit about it so I'm happy to see he's doing well with that but I guess the main thing I looked at the draw this morning and the men's doubles can we just talk about that first I never well I sometimes mention doubles but like I've never been invested in a doubles tournament till today I saw that Nick Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic are playing doubles together and let me tell you something I know everyone's going to be like what's the big deal they're both good tennis players but if you follow tennis like I follow tennis you will know both their matches like Kyrgios played with Taylor Fritz during Miami and it was Taylor Fritz is a lovely man he is a I shouldn't say man he's not a man yet he's a boy he's a lovely boy he 
was very silent on the court and Nick was doing his thing with all the drama and the talking to the umpires and being, you know, doing the Nick. And Taylor was just there on the side like, "Mm, what do I do? This is just him. But they played well. So having two people like that, Curious, Curious and Tomage, who were very out there and have those moments where they lose their heads and it's I am excited. You can best believe I will be posting a lot about their matches and I hope, I fingers crossed, their matches are at reasonable times for me to wake up and watch because oh I am so excited. It's gonna be so dramatic. The drama, the upsets the crowd like it's just like I wonder why they chose this team I'm pretty sure they have a wild card as well but this is going to be really good and I'm not I did not see Tomic's name in the main draw he could be playing qualifiers and if he makes it into the main draw oh I like best believe I will be watching with a close eye because I think if they don't have any drama I will be shocked as well that will be something that will shock me because everyone expects them to be so dramatic but I do want them to do well I want them to prove that they can be dysfunctional and be good so I guess my people to take out the doubles title are Kyrgios and Tomic that's going to be interesting looking at the actual singles draw though we have uh, a killer first round I think this year's first round is absolutely stunning it's so good because a lot of the players are playing people who are similar to them and I don't mean that in a shady way but it's evenly matched so a lot of people are going to be playing players that they're either really good friends with or they've trained with so they know each other a lot so it's going to be Mm, it's going to be really hard because a lot of those big names and a lot of those people that you want to progress in the tournament will probably get out in the first round. And that's just the um, the unluckiness of the draw. But then it also makes for a stellar good time for those who are actually in Madrid watching it. And anyone who has tickets, if you're a listener and you have tickets to Madrid, cherish those tickets for the first round because you will, you will get your money's worth. I'm pretty sure unless someone is flopping or is injured or is just sick or doesn't turn up on the day you will get some absolute amazing matches and I tell you this now so many upsets or going to be so many three set matches because of just the way that the draw is like it's going to be a still first round and if you're not planning on watching the first round because you're like oh it's the first round no one really big is going to get out no girl dude Get yourself prepared for watching the first round. I am going to be watching the first round. I'm going to try and watch as many matches as I can because they're just going to be really good. Um, ones that I picked out that are unmissable in my book, I would say Kyrgios versus Struff. That's going to be a good one. Monfils versus Seppi. That's that's pretty good one. Milman versus Johnson. Courage versus Pui. And Shapovalov versus... Agur Asimi, Felix, Felix and Dennis are playing each other and that one all the fans all the Canadian fans are going to be gutted because those two are there pretty much the only Canadian hopes and the only Canadians I've seen in the draw so far Milos Rayanich I did not see his name maybe he was there but I don't think he's playing so but yeah those two that's going to be a match the fans that's going to be a tough one for the fans um Sasha it has Sasha Zverev has probably one of the tough draws 
tough sections. He has Tsitsipas, Dimonor, Kachmanovic, Vidasco, and then the winner of Coriston Pui. So he's got a tough side. I, I, the way he's been playing, I honestly don't think he can get through this section just because of how he's done lately. He lost to Christian Garin, the Chilean, in the second round of Budapest, which was a three-set match. Christian, to his to his amazing talent, saved two match points that Sasha had, and they played a third, where I'm pretty sure it was a tie break or something along those lines. So it was a tough match for both men, respectively, but Sasha just hasn't been delivering. So we'll see. If he survives, it'll be good. He'll meet Stefanos in the semifinals. If he doesn't, he would have lost to another great player. So that's totally fine. Um... Onto the women's side of the draw, I think Naomi Osaka has probably a tough first round again. The women have a similar thing where the first round is really unmissable. That is where a lot of the drama is going to be, and it's just like the men's most of it. You're playing people that you're either friends with, or are very similar to you, or you know very well and you've practiced with. That's kind of what's happening um Naomi Osaka just to point out a couple of the matches she plays uh Dominika Sivilkova who is amazing she's a small pocket rocket she gets it done and she's good on the clay so I'm very worried for Naomi because she hasn't she hasn't played a lot and I'm not sure about her clay court game and I feel like she has a lot of pressure having to defend the number one seed with the number one ranking as well and it's becoming it's struggling for her because I'm pretty sure she lost very early in her last tournament so on the clay as well so she kind of needs to and she switched coaches from Sasha so there's a lot going on in the camp but I think she settled with actually Serena Williams's old hitting partner so that's interesting to see but yeah some of the matches I think in the women's draw that are interesting and definitely highlights would be uh, Sakaria versus Suarez Navarro, both of them are great players, very similar in the game sense, and same size as well, so I think they're real, and they're both really passionate about the game, and that's going to be a good one. Uh, Barty versus Gavrilova, all-Australian match, another fabulous one. They probably know each other so well, playing Fed Cup, you know, all those types of things for Australia. That's another one. And then Wozniacki versus Cornet. This one I chose because they're both very vocal people and they're both very dramatic people. So I'm just going to be interested to see how that goes. I did not check out the doubles because I don't usually watch the women's doubles. It's probably good as well. I don't know. The women's doubles is probably less interesting, but they have a more stable doubles partner I would say I don't think there's anything going to be shocking about that my prediction for the winners on the men's side I think Dominic Thiem will dominate I don't think there's going to be any difference in that he won Barcelona and I think he's been doing amazing if Nadal cannot deliver I think Thiem on the women's I would say Halep or Sakaria Sakaria, I say this, she's just coming off a win. She's good, and her side of the draw seems fairly easy. Halep, she's good on the clay. She's won the French Open. She's looking to defend. She's looking to scare Naomi, I think. Even though she's the third 
she's the third seed and she's ranked number three, I think she can come climb up to the top a little bit. I do think Naomi's a chance. I'm not sure about her um, play game, though. I would say she's maybe my third pick, maybe fourth pick after Kvitova. But that's the way it is. And that's all I have for you guys. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope your tea was delicious. Hope the tea was good. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.